0: Y'all are at church, (laughs) Did you know you could be somewhere else, eating something, drinking something, doing something fun, opening something, hopefully expensive, (laughs) right, that someone else paid for. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. I was reading some things this week about church in the modern age, post-COVID, or when Christmas falls on a Sunday, and they were talking about how attendance is going down at different places, and people are kind of doing their own, they're finding their own thing to do for Christmas. Remember why we have Christmas? You do. You're here. We have Christmas because God decided we were not good on our own, right? He teaches us that lesson a couple different ways. First time he really talks about man, he says, it's not good for man to be alone, let's make him a helper, right? We get a bunch of stories like that where God shows up on the scene and helps us, and we get this morning, or this evening, sorry, normally it's morning when I'm here. Um, and by the way, I want to welcome everybody who's uh, watching us online. I uh, hope you're having a good uh, Christmas But we've been doing a series on the angels of Christmas and we've been looking through the different uh, Gospels at how uh, right as the Christmas story approaches, all of a sudden all these angels start showing up. And you know, there's very little talk about angels back in the First Testament. Some of us call it the Old Testament. And after the Gospels, after Jesus and the cross and Easter, we'll do that in a few more months. Hope to see you. After that, not a whole lot of angels... But right around when Jesus comes, all of a sudden, there's these angels start popping up. All of a sudden, Zachariah's talking to one. Next thing you know, Mary's talking to one. Joseph is talking to one. Tonight, we're going to see some angels talk to the shepherds. And In fact, we just uh, had a reading from our, on our Advent from the passage we're going to discuss tonight. And then tomorrow, we're going we're to find out that after Christmas, the angels show up again to talk to Joseph again. It's like, haven't you said it all already? They're great stories. Uh, You can catch the last uh, three uh, online if you want. Um, But let's go ahead and jump into Luke chapter two, verse eight through twenty-one. I want to hopefully show you some things maybe you've seen differently, and maybe look at them in a new way today. Um, It says that in that uh, same region there were shepherds out in the field. So what are they doing? Are they looking for Jesus? No, they're looking for the sheep. They're counting. How? where's Betsy you know she's always running off they're they're keeping track of their everyday life their job this is what they're doing they get a a major surprise they're keeping watch over their flock by night and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them Um, that's code for light show they not only came but they put on a display enough to really get their attention how do we know this uh Because they were filled with great fear. Now, if you were just at work, and all of a sudden all the lights went crazy, and some entity shows up, and you've never seen anything like them, well, you'd be wondering what was in your lunch. You ate something bad. Uh, Hopefully, you understand that this is a confusing moment for them. And in the midst of this, the angel said to them, fear not. In fact, uh, some of the stories when you hear this or read it in other places, they'll talk about this angel as the fear not angel. Because he shows up regularly and says that, fear not. Um, actually, we know he had a name. His name was Gabe, or Gabriel. He says, I know that what you're viewing should inspire fear. I know that your experience as a human right now should push you in a direction of negative. Now, I know that in your guys' lives, everyday lives, there's nothing that pushes you in the negative direction. (laughs) Media, social, relationships, work, some of us, our bodies. No, everything's positive all the time, right? There's a little theme here. Where the angel's trying to push back on our human condition and say, look, I know there's many reasons for doubt, or there's many reasons for fear, but we're here to tell you a different story. Because I bring you good news of great joy that will be for a select few people. Is that what it says? No, it says, I get good news, it's going to be awesome, and everyone has a shot. Now, these shepherds are trying to change gears mid-path as the angel starts to explain to them why this is good news and why it's going to be great, why it's going to bring joy. Because unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. City of David. Why don't you just say Bethlehem? He would say Bethlehem, but he's trying, the angel, I believe, to get them to reference something. You ever hear something, and, and, and once it's said, you say, wait, I, I think I heard that before. I'm having a deja vu moment. I remember so-and-so talking about this, or I think I read that somewhere. right?" The angel does this so that they'll have one of those moments. City of David, oh, that's what they used to call it. They used to call it City of David back when they had prophecy, back in the old days, back when we worshiped differently. I was trying to get them to reference that we come from a certain place and we're headed back to that certain place. And you're going to get today in that city, in Bethlehem, uh, a Savior. Now that's, we've just paired two things that are supposed to go together, right? If you get a cheeseburger, then you get fries. It's a combo meal, right? That's what this is is it's, it's City of David to make you think of the olden writings and then remember what were they writing about. Oh, that's right, Savior. This is even better because he names them Christ the Lord. It is the Christ, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. A sign like this miracle, miraculous sign? You know, many times in the Bible, it talks about signs, and we think it's a miracle, right? Oh, it's a sign. He was walking on water, or the lady reached out and touched his cloak, and all of a sudden, she was immediately healed. That's a sign. There's a whole other kind of sign, right? You go by him every day. <laughs> Wrong way. One way. Dead end road, right? This is just a normal sign. Like When you get there, here's how you'll know you're there. You're going to find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. That's not the miracle. That's just a sign that you're in the right place. The miracle came before, and the miracle's coming after. And suddenly there was an angel, with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, What's happening here? I, I mean, we, angels already arrived, we've already had the light show he's already given his message, why all of a sudden the crescendo? You, You ever been to a movie, something big happens, and in the background the music track goes dun, dun, dun? Why does it do that? Or it gets dead quiet in a very serious moment? Is it trying to accentuate something, draw attention to, make it bigger in your perception to really get your attention? That's what's going on. Just in case you weren't paying attention, shepherds, bam, here's a whole bunch of angels. It's going to get lighter and brighter and louder. And then they start praising God. And this is what they say, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Pretty good phrase there. Is that a conditional statement? He says, hey, glory to God in the highest. There's nothing conditional about that. That's an ultimate statement. And on earth, peace. That sounds pretty ultimate too. Overarching. Among those with whom he is pleased. Ah, there's the conditional. And we're going to look at that in just a moment. All right? Let's finish out here. When the angels went away from them and into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem. See this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Remember the sign? Verification of what they were told. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. Hey guys, you'll never believe this. But we were just playing with the sheep and an angel showed up. You know what they said about this kid? They said, one, that we'd find him right here. But it said, this is the Savior. This is the city of David. This is who was written about by all the prophets. I love that the complexity of our God could be understood by the simplicity of shepherds. What class level were the shepherds back in those days? They were the lowest, right? Hey, uh, how about you go out in the field and keep track of the animals? We don't want you around the city. Right, Yet God finds a way to get them back in the city. There's some great symbolism there. Uh, I found them, and they made known the saying that had been uh, told them concerning the child, and all who heard. Next slide. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. There's a lot to take in. Remember, they didn't see the angels. They're trying to figure it out if they buy into this. But Mary, Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. Why did Mary believe? That's what that phrase actually means. Why did she believe? Why did she have faith? Why did she take in everything that the shepherds said? Any guesses? The shepherds weren't the first one to see an angel, were they? In fact, Mary was one of the first to get an angel, and the angel said, this is going to happen. And she was saying, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. She's excited. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. You know what happened to the shepherds? They had a God experience. Have you? The whole purpose of Christ coming to this planet, the whole purpose of prophets and all this stuff and stories that we still have a Bible that somebody like me gets to hang out with someone like you and talk about this weekly, is because God... God wants you to have a moment with him. And then another one after that. In fact, ongoing moments. Some of you do this with other people. You call it a relationship. That's what he's trying to do. Shepherds are bought in. And at the end of eight days, verse 21, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus. Why? Well, because we missed the earlier part of this story, uh, unless you weren't here last week. Uh, It was the name that was given by the angels. All right next slide, name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb, and may the Lord bless the reading of His Word, Amen. Amen. Um, this is a great Christmas story. It's one of many. Uh, one of my big frustrations about Christmas time for me is one, it's my Super Bowl. Right, if you're a pastor and you work at a church, Christmas is like the Super Bowl, unless it's Easter. I don't know. I have two Super Bowls. Here's the problem with both of them. There's so many stories, you can never cover all of them in the short amount of time that we call a holiday season. I love all the stories that we get. But tonight I want you to see at least this story and maybe some things that apply to you. Uh, Because let's be honest, none of us have ever met uh, Mary or Joseph or Gabriel, seen an angel, any of this kind of stuff. But there's some things that we can know about God and his character from this story that are true for you. And here's the first one. God pursues you. God shows up on the scene. Uh, we could have had a God who created everything and then said, good luck with that, or just shot stuff down at us, right? What was the uh, TV show, the movie series, where uh, the uh, Hunger Games? You know, everybody would watch and then they'd send in things and just drop them off once in a while. Oh, you got some medicine. Oh, you got some extra tools. Oh, you got another weapon or something like that. We could have a, a God who was, had no interaction with us. Instead, he comes on the scene regularly. In fact, we're not three chapters into the book, Genesis, and God's already on the scene trying to interact with us. That's one of the great news pieces of this story. us is that jesus comes onto the scene and pursues us okay all right scott it's a little bit of a stretch yeah but he also showed up to shepherds that weren't looking for him why do that he could have done all of this without the shepherds and in i mean they're shepherds do we even like shepherds you know what they smell like he says no i'm coming for everybody i'm making room for i'm going to communicate i'm going to pursue everyone I absolutely love that. You know what we did in the middle of this passage? We did a quote, right? We didn't really reference it, but they would have understood it. They did a quote to prophecy. What was prophecy? Well, that was some really old guy who told you about the future. Kind of. That's the poorest excuse or definition of a prophet there is. A prophet is someone who speaks for God and tells you reality as to how it really is. Why would God have prophets speak for him? Because he wants to be known. He wants to pursue you. He's sending us messages. He's given us Bible. He's given us experience with other people. Things like worship. You just did it four songs two more to come and out in 60 minutes because god is continually pursuing us what i love one of the stories we probably won't cover this easter but there's a great story of disciples that had turned made mistakes and what does jesus do this Young child, born in a manger, grows to be into his 30s. And when people turn on him and make mistakes, he goes after him, he chases him. In fact, he uses a great analogy of shepherds, actually. That if you had 100 sheep and you lost one, he would go, he'd leave the 99 and go find the one that's missing. Why? Because he pursues us. And no matter how long you wait, no no matter how long it takes, he wants your attention. And he'll do whatever it takes. That's called escalation. He will slowly ramp up until he really gets your attention. Now, I chose to give him attention early on because I wasn't having any fun with the ways he was getting my attention, if you know what I mean, right? I know this has been a hard year for many, for many people. I've, I've joked and lamented This is the worst year ever for me and my family. We won't go into that list. You know what I'm taking from that? I'm trying to take from that? What is he trying to get my attention about? Because I think he's trying to pursue me. Just like he pursued the shepherds. Just like he pursued Zachariah, Mary, Joseph. You could see it in all the stories. Second thing I want you to see this morning... or. Is you pursue him. You pursue God. What does Shepherd say? As soon as the angels leave, right? And they go off heaven, they say, Glad that's over. Hey, did Betsy run off while we were doing that? Where's that one sheep that's always running off? No, what'd they say? They said, Let's go. They got excited. They had to pursue, let's go down to Bethlehem. They gave us a sign. We can verify this. Let's go check it out. Do you know that you could verify your relationship with the Lord? You could verify the existence of God. Oh, Scott, that's, I don't know, that's, that's like science. Are you sure? That sounds like a bit of a stretch. Here's the thing. I could never verify God or prove him to you. But you could verify God for yourself and and prove him, improve him to yourself. How? If you were one in whom he was pleased. Remember that conditional statement? Hey, I'm giving you good news of great joy. Right? For what? For all people. To those with whom he is pleased. That's code, folks, for people that pursue him back. God's very polite. You tell him no, he'll believe you. I want nothing to do with you, God. Okay, I'm good at that game, he says. You say, God, I want to try some stuff. I want to talk to you for the first time. I want to trust you for something big. Uh, I have a fear, I have a hope, I have a mystery. You actually say prayers like that instead of God is great and God is good and we thank him for our food, amen. Then you eat dinner, folks, you get nothing from that might get intergestion. But if you start pursuing God, you will find that the Bible is true. That if you reach out, if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. One of the most simple, great phrases. And here's the thing. I've done it. I've done it many times. It's played out in ways that I can't explain, but I can testify to them. It don't make any sense, but I did live them. Shepherds had that same kind of experience. Zechariah, Mary, Joseph, that's why we're hearing these stories. That's why God got their attention, set prophets ahead of time to tell you what was to happen, so that when it happened, it was a sign, not a miracle, just telling you where you are. This is where you find it. And then those that want to try, pray for stuff, read stuff, serve others, be a blessing, be happy at thought. I mean, try his stuff. It works, folks. It works. Lastly, Number three, in fact, let's, let's go back through the slides here real quick because I, I made it into a sentence, all right? God pursues you and you pursue God. So good news and great joy for all people gets closer. It goes to the shepherds and then the shepherds decide I'll go check it. I'll pursue God. And they get closer to God. Did they get whole of God? No, no one ever does. I know less than when I started, but I'm closer to Him. What what, what could close relationship with God do for you? Because He's doing everything He can to have a relationship with you. He gives us this great gift of a relationship with Him and His look. I started life. I created everything. I control all things. I know all things. I'm capable of all things. Let's play. Rack them up. Let's have some fun. And yet, so many people, I'm going to do my own thing. I get it. Something like 30% of churches in the United States tomorrow on a Sunday are not going to have services on Christmas. Well, spend time with your family. Wait a minute, it's Christmas. The whole reason we have Sundays and Christmas is Jesus. You're going to not provide church for the people who can go? Now, I do not expect to see any of you tomorrow how could you say that you're a pastor in a church and you're having services tomorrow 10 a.m yes because we're going to worship if you can be here we would love it but we're not going to shut the place down why because some people need to get closer i need to get closer and if maybe getting closer tomorrow is you with your family and doing something because you got plans to me i get that i'm not here every sunday amen but we got to figure out how do we do good news, great joy, so that we can get closer to God, He can get closer to us, and people are going start to really understand what are the benefits that God came, became a man, dwelt among us, tempted in every way, and yet without sin, and then despising the shame, endured the cross for the joy set before Him. To prove, and this part isn't scripture, look what I can do. (laughs) I can conquer death. I can forgive sin. I can come back to life. I can dominate a 53 year old man's life. When we can start playing together, be one of my sheep, because I'm the good shepherd. Amen folks, that's why you're here. That's why tonight you're going to eat sugar and fat and caffeine and all the other stuff. By the way, calories and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't count Amen. at Christmas. Brent Brent has been teaching me this for the last couple of years. At Christmas, you can eat, do whatever you want. It doesn't doesn't affect you. Zero calories is that was straight sarcasm. Okay. It's one of my few spiritual gifts. Um Let's pray and then we're gonna sing a couple more songs. We're gonna sing one song and then after that we're gonna come out with some candles and Ashley will get us started into that. But let's, let's pray. Lord, thank you for this story, your story. What it says about you and how you value us. That we're not random chance. We have emotions for a reason, that we think on purpose because you designed all these things within us, and they're the perfect set of tools to be in a good relationship with you. I thank you, Lord, that you pursue us in so many ways. Show us how we can return and pursue you. Trust, Lord, that we would be honoring of you, glorifying you like the shepherds did when they left. They left praising and glorifying you. May that be how we spend our days, from here on out. We thank you for all this and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A couple things. You can have a seat if you want. Uh, One, we are having a service tomorrow at 10 a.m. and then New Year's Day... 10 a.m. as well and then we're just going to keep the street going from now on 10 a.m. one service Uh, we've made some leadership adjustments as a church wanting to do uh, classes like membership classes baptism classes sunday school things like that be able to have a meal after service and have everybody here already rather than some of them have to come back from first service because we know those first service people oh wait that's you So I just want to make sure you're clear on that. So we'd love to see you tomorrow. Understand if we can't. But some of you know Amy Osi. She um, went motorcycle riding today. About two hours ago, took a spill, broke three ribs and punctured a lung. That's why Cyrus and Grace aren't singing in the choir tonight. They're at the hospital with her. They're keeping her overnight. She's had a rough enough year already. So I'm going to say a prayer for her. Lord, thanks for Amy still being here. Pray for her pain and for her healing. I pray that you would ease the pain. Get her healthy quickly. Pray for the doctors and the people working on her, for her family. We trust her to you like we've trusted so many before, that we know you pursue us. This, Lord, in your son's name. Amen? May you get closer. Amen? Amen. Go with him.